Hey guys, before we get started, this is a little trigger warning that this episode contains a deep conversation around suicidal ideation. If you or someone that you know is struggling with suicide, make sure you see our show notes for suicide hotlines. Depression, suicidal ideation, why is no one talking about it? Well, the mental health comedian Frank King says, well, people just don't know what to say. A mental health comedian? Yep. Listening to this story just might make your brain happy. Welcome to another episode of Happy Brain. My name is Heather Parody, and thank you for joining us as we explore the fun side to mental health by digging into the simple hacks and fun tips to make your mental health journey more enjoyable and your brain a little happier. What's up, y'all? Welcome to today's episode of Happy Brain. If this is your first time listening, what's going on? My name is Heather Parody. I am your host today. We are coming to you with part two of our mental health comedian, Frank King. His story, his tips, his advice. Y'all aren't ready for this. This is some good stuff today. Now, normally, if you're new around here, we look at one tip every single episode that'll make your mental health journey more fun. But we have a three-part series, and this is part two, where we hear this crazy story of Frank King, who says his entire life he has dealt with severe depression, suicidal ideation, but he decided to use his comedy to reach people and hopefully help them. Now, again, like I said, in part one, if you or someone you know is struggling with suicidal ideation, in the show notes, we have some crisis hotlines that you can reach out and find somebody who you can talk to. And I love what Frank does because like he said over and over again, it's such a taboo topic that if we just ask more questions, if we were just more open and honest, there could be more lives saved, more people feeling less alone. And again, this show is a little bit more lighthearted, but it doesn't mean like Frank proves through his work, we still can't talk about really powerful and meaningful things. Whew, that was a lot. That was a lot. That was a lot. But before we get started, listen, I'm going to give a big shout out to Paige Zink, who left us the coolest review. This review made me so happy, Paige. I'm so grateful for it. She says, a hidden gem. I am so happy that I stumbled across this podcast a few weeks ago. I listen to this podcast every morning while I get ready for school. Heather's upbeat personality and drive for unique ways to make our brains happy puts me in the perfect mood and my brain is happening, is happy. There we go. Listening to the show. Thank you, Paige. I think that's so cool. That made my day. I can just picture you getting ready for school. I don't, listening to us and that just is so awesome. We wish you the very best with all your pursuits. You're amazing. And listen, if you haven't done so yet, just take a few moments, drop us a review and a rating over on Apple Podcast and I will do my very best to give you a shout out on the show. All right. Again, this is part two of our three-part series with Frank King. I linked up in the show notes part one, and I highly recommend you listen to it before jumping into this because we go into this interview mid-story where Frank's sharing his history with us. Let's go ahead and get into it. I did that and didn't pull the trigger. And when, when the business began to come back, the media planner said, look, Frank, we love you. We can't pay you that kind of money to be funny. Just fun. You need to talk about something. Teach us something. Interesting. I'd always wanted to do that. I always wanted to make a living and a difference. But I had no idea what I could teach anybody. And then I bought a book from a woman named Judy Carter. It's called The Message of You, Turning Your Life into a Money-Making Speaking Career. Hmm. Judy's a friend. So I got the book and I went into it thinking I got nothing. Halfway through, because she kind of walks you through step-by-step, fill in the blank on finding your story. Halfway through, I thought, oh, yes, I do. With my mental health history and my family has more nuts than a squirrel turd. And all I have to do is learn some suicide prevention. And I can keynote on that. 
and add the humor. And so that's how I got it. But 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 the, the next hurdle was, well, I've been a comedian for decades. I got I have to convince media planners I can do something serious. My wife mm. suggested, how about a TED Talk? I said, what's a TED Talk? <laughs> yeah, I now have six of them. Wow. Um, but that first one allowed me to, I, and by the way, my wife, my family, my friends, nobody knew I was depressed and suicidal. I came out really as mentally ill on that stage. That first TED talk, I came out and told the world that I was, that I live with major depressive disorder and chronic suicidal ideation. How did that feel? Well, it was nice to be able to say that out loud. And the real upside of that is I tell a story because people always wonder what's chronic suicidal ideation. I said, well, suicide for people like me and my tribe is always an option on the menu as a solution for problems large and small. And I mm -hmm. tell the audience, three years ago, my car broke down. I had a couple of thoughts unbidden. One, get it fixed. Two, buy a new one. Three, I could just kill myself. Yeah. That's chronic suicide. Okay. So yeah. every speech I've given except for one, there's always been somebody in the audience, sometimes more than one. They have chronic suicidal ideation. They don't know it has a name. They just think they're some kind of freak because of the way their brain works and completely alone. I had a young woman come up to me at a college show. She said, thanks for your keynote. I said, you're welcome. She goes, but I got to tell you, it made me weep. How did it make you weep? She goes, you know your story about the car? Get it fixed. Buy a new one. Kill yourself. I go, yeah. She goes, I've been having those thoughts all my life. I didn't wow. know her name. I thought wow. I was kind of freak, completely alone. She said, when I heard you say that out loud, I realized for the first time in my life that I am not alone. And I wept. Wow. That's the power of coming out. That's And that's what I do, basically, is I start the conversation. Because yeah. hardly anybody talks about it, but if you bring it up, almost everybody's got a story. I've heard the most amazing things from people, some of whom I've just met. All I, I do, in other words, depression and suicide. Well, Frank, I tried to kill myself twice. Well, nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm sure some would say this isn't something to laugh about. This isn't, this is very serious, Frank. Why would you make jokes and be lighthearted about something that is so detrimental? Two things. Okay. In comedy. You can make fun, joke about any group to which you belong. If I was neurotypical, I couldn't get away with it. But, you know, because I live with two mental illnesses, yeah. uh, then I can. The second thing is, people ask me, does, the, does being a comedian hold you back from getting the engagement? I go, no, you got it backwards. They want the lived experience, my story. They want the teaching, the learning objectives. What are you going to teach us? And the humor, the fact that I can do it with organic, well-placed, mostly just anecdotal you know yeah. anecdotes that are fun pushes me over the top more often than not i had a woman actually this has only happened once i said how'd you find me she goes i was on google i i typed in on the whim mental health comedian no way <laughs> she goes oh my god there is one <laughs> i yeah it sounds counterintuitive and by the way every keynote i do Pretty much every podcast I do, we always start with the elephant in the room. A comedian talking about depression and suicide? How in the world does that work? So, yeah, it's, um, but it, it's a niche. It's, and I decided in 2018, January 1st, I actually decided over Christmas because I was looking at all the people in my community who were really successful. And I thought, what do they have in common? And I realized they all do one thing and they do it extremely well. Yeah. No side hustles. Every now and then a speaker's girl said to me, Okay, uh, you do a suicide prevention doc. Okay, great. Um, what else? <laughs> That's it. That's all I do. Either yeah. it fits or it don't. So, but it makes marketing a lot easier. And then I only market to 
five groups its occupations with a high rate of suicide dentists veterinarians physicians construction and attorneys i don't market wow. anybody else you they say dentist dentists uh yeah dentists tend to lead the league in white collar occupations uh, for suicide interesting suicide is not the cause the big cause of death among dentists what it is is stress induced or exacerbated mental and physical ailments high blood pressure heart attack stroke wow. depression thoughts of suicide so stress is really at the the heart of um, suicide is just the outcome. Interesting. Same with veterinarians and attorneys and construction. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 400 physicians a year die in the U.S., more than one a day. 400. Uh-huh. Yep. Well, 146 people die by suicide in the U.S. every day. 146 every day. That's like a 737 going into the ground, fully loaded like a lawn dart every day. Once every 40 seconds around the world. And hardly anybody's talking about it. Hardly anybody's talking about it. How come? Well, it, I think it's the last um, last conversational taboo. My mother would say, son, we don't talk about that in polite company. Also, don't wear white shoes after Labor Day. So, it, it, you know, it, it's, I think one thing is people don't know what to say. If I said this to a friend of mine, it's I'm thinking true. about myself, A, That's they don't true. know what, or B, they're afraid, whatever they say is going to push me over the edge. There's a, Wives' tale, old wives' tale, urban legend. You should never mention the S word, suicide, in front of somebody who's depressed. And I love the reasoning because it might give them the idea. Suicide, what a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? Trust me, it's crossed my mind. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And there's a stigma to mental illness. There's a separate stigma to thoughts of suicide. It frightens people. One of, one of my superpowers, and I got this from Brene Brown. I had said the same thing many times, many different ways. She put it very eloquently. She's talking about her mental illness. She said, I'm so comfortable in my darkness. I can sit comfortably with you in yours. Wow. And that's, that's wow. the benefit. I give my phone number out every keynote, and I tell the podcast host to put it in the show notes because I tell the audience, look, if you're suicidal, call the lifeline or text help to 741741. If you're just having a bad day, call a crazy person. Here's my cell number. And about once a week, somebody will cry. Some, this kid, I sound like a young man. He goes, I can't believe this is your real cell number. I go, dude, how bad would that karma be? <laughs> man, if you're struggling, give me a call. I said, I'm a comedian. I'll make it worse. Hold, please. And I said, and here's, here's how much of a comedian I am. Oh. This is going to be really sick. Here's the on hold music. Another one bites. <laughs> That's <laughs> terrible. I know. <laughs> but yeah, so people call me about themselves, about loved ones looking at resources yeah. yeah so yeah i mean it's it's who i so what happened was that allowed me to make the shift as judy carter would say from funny speaker comedian mm -hmm. to speaker who's simply funny and and it's been and it's 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 where i belong it's my purpose and my passion i go to bed thinking about it i get up thinking about it. somebody asked me where would you like to go on vacation what the hell's a vacation yeah i yeah you don't you need a break no, I'm, I, this is, this is what I, this is who I am, who I came here to be. And this is what I came here to do. And so That's cool. if I was off on the vacation, I'd be doing nothing but thinking about this and texting people. Not many so. people can say that. That's amazing. I love that he was able to take his pain and turn it into something like this, but we are not done. My friends, we have part three coming up. Make sure you connect with Frank over at the mental health comedian.com. That is linked in the show notes. And remember y'all, whether it's beekeeping for mental health, cyclical living or listening to a mental health comedian. We hope you take a moment for yourself today, my friends, and keep that brain of yours happy. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of Happy Brain. If you enjoyed this, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have an extra second, leave us an honest review over on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. And until next time, my friends, keep that brain of yours happy. Happy.